Hello and welcome. You are listening to Patrick Boyle on Finance, a podcast exploring ideas from quantitative finance, examining events occurring in markets right now and financial history to see what lessons can be taken away, including interviews with some of the most interesting people in the world of finance. To learn more about the podcast, visit onfinance.org. Sam Bankman-Fried is not having a great week so far, and his worst days may be still ahead of him. On Monday, he was arrested in the Bahamas at the request of the U.S. government, which had filed a sealed indictment in the Southern District of New York. On Tuesday, the SEC charged him with defrauding the venture capitalists and other equity investors who invested in FTX with their rather limited due diligence since 2019. Shortly afterwards, CFTC charges followed, alleging that FTX commingled customer funds and that Bankman-Fried violated the Commodities Exchange Act. There's some pretty wild stuff to read in the three complaints. The fact that Sam Bankman-Fried was the only person charged, at least so far, has led to some speculation that his business associates may be cooperating with prosecutors. SBF's lawyer says that he is reviewing the charges with his team and considering all of his options. There are eight criminal charges in total against Sam, which include wire fraud on both lenders and customers, conspiracy to commit wire fraud on both groups, conspiracy to commit both commodities and securities fraud, as well as conspiracy to commit money laundering. He faces a maximum 115-year sentence if convicted. The Department of Justice indictment alleges that Sam also broke campaign finance laws by making contributions to candidates and committees that exceeded federal limits. And we'll cover that point near the end of it. Now, while the SEC can only issue civil charges, they are accusing Sam Bankman-Fried of orchestrating a multi-billion dollar fraud that began the day he launched his exchange and continued at his personal direction until its collapse last month. The CFTC, which can also only issue civil charges, wrote in its complaint that when the enterprise came crashing down last month, FTX customers and the world at large discovered that FTX, through its sister company Alameda Research, had been siphoning off customer funds for its own use and over $8 billion in customer deposits are now missing. Even though the SEC and the CFTC can't directly send a perpetrator to jail, they can work with the Justice Department or other law enforcement officials on criminal cases. The Department of Justice charges are the ones that Sam has to worry the most about, though. In the SEC lawsuit, it's put forth that Sam promoted his company to potential equity investors as a safe and reliable participant in the Wild West of digital assets and focused on FTX's sophisticated risk management. The SEC complaint alleges that Sam Bankman-Fried hid the fact 
that his private trading firm, Alameda Research, was exempt from these risk controls and benefited from, in effect, limitless loans from FTX backed by customer assets. This is roughly in line with what I suggested had happened in my SBF Explains Losses video that I made last week. The SEC complaint puts forth that from the start, Bankman-Fried improperly diverted customer assets to his privately held crypto hedge fund Alameda Research and then used those customer funds to make undisclosed venture capital investments, lavish real estate purchases and large political donations. I feel that I should point out that although Alameda is being referred to as a hedge fund, it was not actually a hedge fund, much like Three Arrows Capital. It had no investors and was not regulated as a hedge fund. Sam Bankman-Fried has, in recent weeks, insisted that he was unaware of the details of what Alameda Research was doing, and he's also denied intentional wrongdoing and apologized for what he's characterized as oversights and errors. The SEC alleged that contrary to what he's been claiming, he actually had full control and access to information at both FTX and Alameda, and that he directed investment and operational decisions at Alameda. The SEC claims that Bankman-Fried has taken active steps this year to hide the billions of dollars of FTX customer balances that were held at Alameda. Bankman-Fried placed billions of dollars of FTX customer funds into Alameda. He then used Alameda as his personal piggy bank, according to the complaint. These three different lawsuits are coming at Sam Bankman-Fried and FTX from very different angles. The old debate over which agency should be regulating FTX does not appear to be a big deal, as Bankman-Fried has found himself accused of securities fraud, commodities fraud, with a bit of general fraud thrown in. Uh, All agencies, no matter what they're regulating, seem to be accusing Sam of some variety of fraud. Now, roughly speaking, The Department of Justice is accusing FTX of criminal wire fraud and money laundering, which is bad. The CFTC is accusing FTX of commodity futures fraud, which is also bad. And because FTX raised money from venture capital investors by selling them stock, which is clearly a security, and Sam misled these VC investors, while playing video games at the same time. These investors were defrauded and the SEC can then charge Sam and his cursed exchange with securities fraud, which I should highlight is bad. It's all bad in truth. The only person saying anything good about Sam right now is Kevin O'Leary, and he seems to be under the impression that Sam's parents are compliance lawyers when they are, in fact, tax law professors. But I'm not going to make fun of Kevin O'Leary here. Uh, he, He does do his best, or at least he seems to. Okay, so let's look first at the SEC complaint, then the CFTC complaint, and finally the criminal charges against Sam Bankman-Fried to see what he's accused of and what evidence of wrongdoing the various agencies have put forth. The SEC complaint starts out with the statement that from at least May 2019 through to November 2022, 
Bankman Freed engaged in a scheme to defraud equity investors in FTX Trading Limited, the crypto asset trading platform of which he was CEO and co-founder at the same time that he was also defrauding the platform's customers. They go on to explain how he lied to and defrauded FTX customers, but the focus of the SEC case is that he lied to and misled the equity investors in FTX, specifically that he solicited equity investors by touting FTX's controls and risk management, and that he misrepresented the risk profile of investing in FTX by not just failing to disclose FTX's exposure to Alameda Research and illiquid affiliated tokens like FTT, but by actively hiding those risks. Sam is accused of violating Section 17A of the Securities Act of 1933 and Section 10B of the Securities Exchange Act of 1934 and Rule 10B-5. The SEC allege in their complaint that Sam Bankman-Fried was the ultimate decision-maker at Alameda Research, even after Caroline Ellison and Sam Trabuco became co-CEOs. The complaint states that Bankman-Fried directed investment operational decisions frequently communicated with Alameda employees and had full access to Alameda's records and databases. So this is very different to SBF's recent claims that he's been making in interviews where he's claiming to have been a hands-off investor with no day-to-day involvement. It looks like the SEC are going after him both for the offer of securities and the sale of securities, as they focus in on the statements that he made in November of this year while attempting to raise additional capital right before the bankruptcy filing. Amusingly, it would appear that the VC investors did so little due diligence that in the SEC's search for false statements being made to investors, they had to use statements made by Sam in public forums and on the FTX website. The SEC's argument is that because Sam gave so little information to investors at all, that they must have relied on statements that he made in press interviews and things like the terms of service from FTX's website, which assured customers that their assets were secure, and this would have led investors to believe the same thing. The SEC are working on the assumption that the VC investors, who handed over close to $2 billion, did some research first. They wouldn't have just invested because Sam told them that one day you'd be able to buy a banana on the app. That would be ridiculous, right? Uh, The SEC claim that FTX specifically used the documents on their website in their pitch to a US investor who invested $35 million. They referenced news coverage, statements to the House of Representatives and statements to the CFTC as public statements that investors will have used in deciding whether or not to invest in FTX. As we dig in more, the SEC directly challenge SBF's claims that he has been making in recent interviews, that he had nothing to do with Alameda and didn't realize that they were capitalized with customer funds. 
The claim alleges that in 2022, FTX began separating Alameda's money from customer money by moving the customer money to a different account in the FTX database. This caused FTX's systems to start charging Alameda interest on the $8 billion liability that they were now showing. The SEC alleged that Sam directed that this liability be moved to an account where Alameda wouldn't be charged interest, and this account was associated with an individual who had no apparent connection to Alameda. As a result, this change had the effect of further concealing Alameda's liability in FTX's internal systems. The complaint alleges that Bankman Freed directed software code to be written in or around August 2019 and updated in or around May 2020 that allowed Alameda to maintain a negative balance in its account. Bankman-Fried is also accused of directing FTX to increase the amount by which Alameda could maintain a negative balance in its account on multiple occasions. They allege that in or around May 2020, Bankman-Fried directed that Alameda be exempted from the auto-liquidation feature of FTX's spot margin trading services. This put customer money directly at risk, but importantly for this complaint, put the overall exchange at risk too and was not disclosed to investors, meaning that there was securities fraud. The complaint uses SBF's recent media appearances as evidence against him too, as he told interviewers that he didn't put any time or effort into risk management at FTX while he had pitched to investors that good risk management was the exchange's competitive advantage. Next up, we have the CFTC case, and they're pursuing claims based on customer losses. The Commodity Futures Trading Commission charged Sam Bankman-Fried, FTX, and Alameda with fraud and material misrepresentations. The complaint alleges that computer code written by FTX provided an effectively limitless line of credit that allowed Alameda to withdraw billions of dollars in customer assets from FTX. The CFTC start out by making the case that the activity at FTX falls under CFTC jurisdiction, so they provide a bunch of charts and data showing that the collapse of FTX had a significant effect on digital commodities listed on US exchanges. The CFTC filing alleges that Alameda Research, Bankman-Fried's personal hedge fund, enjoyed access to as much as $8 billion in customer funds in an account nominally on FTX books, but controlled and in the name of Alameda. From the very founding of FTX in 2019, the CFTC alleges that Alameda accessed and used FTX customer funds for Alameda's own operations and activities, including to fund its trading, investment, and borrowing lending activities. 
The CFTC dismissed Sam's claims that FTX and Alameda were separate entities and that he had no control over Alameda. They say that all of the companies operated as a single integrated common enterprise under the sole and ultimate authority of Bankman-Fried as their mutual owner. They point out that he was a signatory on important corporate agreements, corporate bank accounts and trading accounts. They say that Sam maintained direct decision-making authority over all of Alameda's major trading, investment and financial decisions, and that this authority was exercised regularly through Bankman-Fried's often daily participation in various in-person and mobile chat communications with senior personnel at Alameda. The complaint states that Alameda and FTX continued to share office space, key personnel, technology, hardware, intellectual property and other resources. The complaint alleges that at Sam Bankman-Fried's direction, FTX employees created features in the FTX code that favoured Alameda and allowed it to execute transactions even when it did not have sufficient funds available, including an allow negative flag and effectively limitless line of credit that allowed Alameda to withdraw billions of dollars in customer assets from FTX. These features were not disclosed to the public. The complaint also points out that Alameda was given certain hard-coded advantages trading on FTX, where they could trade significantly faster than anyone else using the platform. The complaint says that Alameda's borrowed funds could be withdrawn from FTX, meaning that Alameda had an unlimited ability to borrow and withdraw digital assets from FTX trading to put towards its off-platform activities. By early 2022, Alameda had invested several billion dollars in directional, unhedged, illiquid and or long-term investments. To fund these investment activities, Alameda had relied on billions of dollars of loans from digital asset lending platforms, traditional bank lines of credit, and its unlimited borrowing abilities on FTX, including its access to customer funds. The complaint says that over the summer of 2022, Alameda was subject to a large number of margin calls and loan recalls from other platforms. They didn't have sufficient assets to meet those payments, and at the direction of Sam Bankman-Fried, Alameda greatly increased its usage of FTX customer funds to meet its external debt obligations. Alameda was able to rely on its undisclosed ordinary course access to FTX credit and customer funds to facilitate these large withdrawals, which were several billion dollars in notional value. The CFTC says that Sam Bankman-Fried was aware of and responsible for this misappropriation of FTX customer funds. The $8 billion in Alameda liabilities were disguised on FTX systems as a customer account that Sam Bankman-Fried would refer to as our Korean friends account and or the weird Korean account. Come on, Sam, you're supposed to be a woke vegan. I mean, good Lord. The complaint alleges that the same type of 
allow negative flag and exemption from liquidation characteristics were applied to the so-called Weird Korean account, as was applicable to the Alameda main account and other sub-accounts. Interestingly, in or around September 2022, the CFTC alleges that Sam drafted and shared a document internally questioning whether Alameda should be permanently shut down. He gave a few reasons, including the fact that they didn't hedge, which meant that more money had been lost than Alameda had ever made or ever would make, that capital is really expensive, and that Alameda wasn't making enough money to justify its existence. These internal admissions were the exact opposite of what Sam Bankman-Fried and Alameda were telling the public about Alameda's profitability at that time. The CFTC are seeking restitution, disgorgement and civil monetary penalties, but caution victims that this may not result in the recovery of lost money because there may be insufficient funds to pay them, and it doesn't sound like there is very much left. Now last, but by no means least, we have the US Department of Justice case, which charges Sam Bankman-Fried with eight counts, including conspiracy to commit wire fraud on customers and lenders, money laundering and violations of campaign finance laws. These charges represent the most serious threat to Sam Bankman-Fried, but the DOJ complaint contains far fewer details than the other two complaints do. The criminal charges describe a long-running scheme to misappropriate the deposits of exchange customers and use them to pay the debts and expenses of Alameda Research and to make investments. The conspiracy is alleged to have run from 2019, the year Sam founded FTX, until its collapse last month. Damien Williams, U.S. attorney for the Southern District of New York, described the alleged crimes as one of the biggest financial frauds in American history. At a news conference, Williams said that he had approved the charges against Bankman-Fried last week. The criminal case was unsealed on Tuesday morning as lawmakers in Washington conducted a hearing into the FTX bankruptcy. Bankman-Fried had been scheduled to testify to the U.S. House Financial Services Committee before he was arrested at his home by Bahamian police. John Ray III, FTX's court-appointed new chief executive, told the hearing, This isn't sophisticated whatsoever. This is just plain old embezzlement. In spite of their claims of rigorous risk controls, FTX staff recorded transactions on Slack and did the accounts on QuickBooks. There was no board of directors and payments were made to Bankman-Fried's family, the new chief executive told lawmakers. While Sam Bankman-Fried was broadly condemned by the politicians, some held back from attacking the wider crypto industry. The inconvenient truth is that several of the politicians present had accepted campaign contributions from Sam and FTX, hoping to stave off onerous regulation. Bankman-Fried emerged from obscurity a bit over a year ago to become the second largest donor to Democratic-leaning groups in the recent midterm elections, doling out $36 million. 
And this leads us to the last charge. Sam Bankman-Fried is alleged to have spent as much as $70 million on 2022 election campaigns, according to the Federal Election Commission records. There are claims that there was more in dark money, a term used to describe legal donations that don't have to be publicly disclosed. U.S. federal law limits donations from an individual to a single candidate to $5,800, which is made up of $2,900 for the general election and an equal amount for the primary. Bankman-Fried and unnamed co-conspirators are accused of making tens of millions of dollars in illegal campaign contributions to election candidates and campaign committees. The donations, according to Damien Williams, the U.S. attorney for Southern New York, were disguised to look as though they were coming from wealthy donors when, in fact, the contributions were funded by Alameda Research using stolen customer money. The U.S. government required every recipient of Madoff funds, including foundations and endowments, to return the money, and so we have to wonder if the same will happen with these political donations. Sam Bankman-Fried was denied bail by the court in the Bahamas. His lawyer said that he was not waiving his right to extradition proceedings. If he fights removal, the process could take up to a year or more of hearings and appeals with a slim chance of success. The US-Bahamas Extradition Treaty requires offences to be considered crimes in both countries. It's unlikely that a Bahamian court would find that securities fraud and wire fraud are not illegal in the Bahamas. Bankman-Fried might argue that he would not receive a fair trial in the United States and would face undue punishment there or would suffer inhumane treatment, factors that a Bahamian court would have to consider before releasing him for extradition. This doesn't seem like it would be too likely to succeed. The New York Times wrote a piece on Monday that wrapped up quoting one of Sam's parents' friends as saying, It's like a Greek tragedy, the story of flying too close to the sun and having your wings singed. Now, I had to revisit a book of Greek mythology as I didn't remember the part of the story where Icarus stole $8 billion of customer funds and lost it all. Uh, Hopefully, the Bahamian authorities, who have stated that Sam is a flight risk, will be restricting his access to wax and feathers to prevent any escape plans that he might have. Thanks for joining for today's podcast. If you enjoyed it, do tell your friends. Have a great day and talk to you again soon. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you're notified when a new episode is posted. Thank you to everyone who is supporting this content on Patreon. If you enjoyed this content, you can find more like it on YouTube, on the Patrick Boyle on Finance channel, or follow us on Twitter at Patrick E. Boyle. Thanks for listening. Bye.